and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, Episode 11, Abstract Wizardry. I'm TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick, and unfortunately, we are missing our producer, Chris, this week, but still hopefully having him produce. Um, how you doing, Em? Yeah, pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So I figured let's just fucking kick right into it. We are starting off with Proclamation Ale's Abstract Wizardry. Uh, three, two, one, crack. Ooh, foamy. At least mine was foamy. Here. Indeed. I mean, I sprayed myself a little, so yeah. I had no idea you were a squirter, Emily. How did you miss that? I know, we dated. Weird. Well, it looks tasty, and like, the little bit of head that I took was pretty tasty. But I need it's to. It's got enough foam that I can't pour the whole thing out yet. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I, I got to let like the head calm a little bit. Oh, and give me a moment. Let me uh, let me get my picture that I'm never going to actually post to Instagram. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I can only hope. Let's see here. I mean, while you're doing that, I can check it in on Untapped, I guess. Yeah, and, like, take a peek at some of the things that we've had, because we've had some stuff recently. We sure have. It's mighty fine being fully vaccinated, because it meant that we could actually go out and do a thing. And it was also know, right? it was also really fun going out and doing a thing and getting three free beers along the process. Yeah. Free is my favorite price for things. Oh my god, I love free. I really like this. It's an average 4.03 and untapped. I just gave it a 4.25. Let's see. Does it give me any more info? It's an oatmeal double IPA, which is why I picked it up. All right. But it doesn't give us the hop stuff. I mean, it's unfortunate that it doesn't give us hop information because it's ridiculously smooth. Uh, I'm guessing that has to do with, like, you know, the oating. The oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the can. The, like, oh yeah, 8-bit w- wizard. Yeah, the 8-bit wizard with just abstract wizardry coming out from his wand. Well, staff. And, and other bits. Yeah. Little bits. Oh shit, we got tiny people. Oh shit, we got tiny people. Oh man, did you see that there's going to be a Rick and Morty spinoff? I did, but I didn't see what it was supposed to be. Is it going to be like a Vindicator spinoff? Yes, it's a Vindicator spinoff. All right. How did you guess? I mean, because it kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's exciting. I'll fucking watch it. Although I still haven't watched season two of Solar Opposites, because I really didn't care for season one. I I haven't watched either season, because I was told that it wasn't worth it, so I didn't. I mean, it was probably coming from me that I said it wasn't really worth it. So, hey, you dear listener, 
If you like Solar Opposites, then get in touch with us and be like, you guys are idiots. You should watch Solar Opposites. Fucking amazing. And then maybe we'll watch Solar Opposites. I don't know why I'm going at that voice this week. Yeah, I don't either. Because you're special. Oh, man. This is, like, really fucking pleasant, though. Like It is. I'm trying to figure out the hops in it, and it's been so long since I've actually tried to play that game that I'm really shit at it. Like, I feel like it's got Mosaic. I think it's got... I see that. I think it's got, like, Vic's Secret. Like, it's definitely, like, flavorful but mild hops instead of, like, super dank pungent. Yes. But, Man, we have oh, many things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, this is mighty tasty. Yeah, we have many things to talk about. So, uh, first on the reunion tour of places we went, because, you know, we went to two places. So, reunion tour uh, was us going to fucking public house in Brookline for, like, the first time. And I feel like the last time we went there was with Ginger. So, maybe, like, two years. Yeah. Um, also, that's just Saturday, by the way. We're going to have to backtrack further. Oh, yeah. Because we actually hung out, too. Yeah. Um, so, since we started talking about Lord Hobo. So, we went to Lord Hobo because well, they we, were doing we were, a... We weren't talking about Lord Hobo. We were talking oh. about Public House. But, hey, let's yeah, start sure. off with Lord Hobo. Yeah, let's start off there. And remind me, I have to backtrack further than that, too, because I had stuff without you. Uh, um, so, we went to Lord Hobo, like, a little under a week ago at this point. They they had a special because- where somebody who works there used to be a brewer for Mystic, and who, I forget who the fuck the person is, but that previous Mystic brewer had been sitting on... I don't know if it was like one keg or two kegs that they mixed together, but it was a mixture of it was... two beers. Yes. But I don't know if it was like one log or two logs that they just like two. mixed together. It was two kegs, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Am I stealing your thunder? You know, I'm going to steal your thunder because you got plenty of main stuff to talk about without me. Uh, yeah. But Mystic, we had Final Entropy. I do not buy that it was only a 14.2%, but that's what they said was it was a 14.2%. It was a mixture of last and final judgment and uh, fucking entropy. Oh, it's just entropy. I thought I had another word in there. And entropy. No. <laughs> I think entropy is a was a barley wine and last and final judgment was, I don't know. A strong ale or some shit. I can't remember exactly. Um, I was really happy to have it. It was really nice to have a Mystic on tap. I still don't like barley wines. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue with barley wines. But for me, it was just... It was like, oh, it's really nice to have a Mystic on draft again after years. But I also wasn't like super impressed with it. I think, like, the favorite uh, Mystic that I had was probably the Frenetical, which is so weird because I had, like, so many years that 
I just wasn't a big fan of Frenet. But that's mostly yeah. just because I don't care for strong and an- well, I didn't used to care for strong anisets before. Not that I'm a huge fan now, but they're more palatable to me now. Yeah. I mean, I don't I see I don't get that much anisey stuff off of uh most Fernets. Like I I mean Branca, I think, is the one that most people are the most familiar with, but I, I like I, I think that the the herbally, mentholy, minty shit comes across way stronger to me than like anything Annis. I just find it funny that like Fernet, Jägermeister, and uh like Chinar are all pretty much the same thing. Except Chinar uses artichoke as a base. Yeah. But, like, they, they're they all, like, you know, spiced, herbed cordials. Yeah. Which are really delightful and work really well, depending on what you mix them with, too. Mm. Still not a big fan of Sambuca. Yeah, no. But then again, no, no, I, no. I, I got kind of drunk off Sambuca behind a movie theater with a friend in my sophomore year of high school. So, anytime I have Sambuca, memories, that's what you are. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, I don't know, man. I I mean, also, Sambuca is gross. Yeah, it is. I don't hate Lord Hobo. I, I appreciate that they exist. I don't love their stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, nothing of it is like egregiously terrible. I mean, honestly, yeah. that uh, what was it like? Barrel aged margarita sour could have given that definitive a run for its money. Absolutely, that. But that was by far the best thing we had. Yeah. Like that was in that was like a four point two five. Like the other ones, I mostly like. I gave fours to pr- basically everything else we had just because I, I didn't feel like it was worth lowering its average rating, but it's still like, why, why is this rated so high? Um, like, I know a lot of people like Boom Sauce. We had the DDH Galaxy Boom Sauce. And- Which, I mean, I thought it was like a little more palatable than your general Boom Sauce, because your general Boom Sauce has a lot of uh <clears throat> going on with it. Whereas like the... Double dry hob galaxy one, a little bit smoother, still had a lot of bite though. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, Diablo Gato, I did not feel like came across as a New England, like it literally says in here, IPA New England. Uh, it was basically clear. If you, it's like I'm sorry if you're if you're do if you're from New England and you're making a New England style IPA and it's clear you've done things very wrong. Yes, I, I do agree with that. I was also disappointed with the hot tea. Like I really wanted to like the hot tea, but it was just lacking in every way. <laughs> I mean, it will like I the thing I will say so folks hot tea is their golden ale with chai spices. It was a really will, great golden ale. But It was a solid golden ale. It it, right. it just was lacking on the spice of chai. 
Like you could get like the three of us sat around talking about this. Like you could get uh, if you stepped away from it for a minute and and took a sip, you could taste a tiny hint of the spices. But then as soon as you took another sip, there was no spices whatsoever. And it's like, how do you manage that with chai spices? Chai spices are strong as fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, unless you're going like really, really conservative with the amount of spices you're adding to it, it it doesn't make any sense. Um, I always think of, uh, what is it? Sati, I think was my favorite. Which yeah. I, I guess technically we can talk about Dogfish Head since they're owned by Boston Beer Company. They are? Yeah. Fucking oh. 2009. Bought it from Sam Coglion or whatever for like $300 million. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. I mean, I guess that's still technically craft, but not really. Come on. Um,. And then the last one we had at Lord Hobo was Juice Lord, which, again, a little bit lackluster um, that, in that the flavor department. That wasn't the last one we had. Oh, well, okay. So there's, so there's Juice Lord, which was is another New England IPA. I kind of liked that one the best in the sense that it may, it wasn't super flavorful, which was kind of a downside, but it was cloudy and it was smooth. And that's what a fucking New England style IPA tastes like normally. So at least they gave it a shot and did it kind of okay. But with a name like Juice Lord, it should have been more juicy than it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like, again, that's kind of what we're saying when it comes to Lord Hobo. Nothing that you do is bad, but... It's all just sort of lackluster. Although yeah. I did really enjoy the last one we had, which wasn't a beer. Um, it, it it had a flavor that reminded me of my youth for some reason, but I can't yeah. pinpoint what it was. But it was a uh, black cherry seltzer. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good for a seltzer. Like especially for a seltzer, I, I thought it was like pretty decent. I was yeah. surprised by the color because it, it did have like a black cherry hue, like you were drinking an 8% black cherry soda without quite the sweetness that soda has. But there was still, there was still something to the flavor. Yeah. So should we, should we go? Th- so should we back it I, up I or a- should we go forward? <laughs> Your call. Well, should we should we go through all of the, the the together stuff and then do the separate stuff? Um, yeah, probably. Whatever. So, I mean, I guess I'll cover the stuff in the middle first. Um, did you try your parlor trick yet? No, I haven't. I'm I'm no. waiting for our hopeful interview to uh, drink that during that. Okay. So I'll hold off on that for now. Um, I, I snagged a Jamberry Guava and Mango by Lamplighter from TJ, which is another New England style <sighs> IPA, which was honestly disappointing. Like, I yeah. don't, again, didn't hate it, drinkable, gave it a 3.75, so it's not trash, but like, no, don't it, expect to get any trash. fruit character off of that. It lacks on its flavor. 
Yes, hardcore. All right, so now we're getting into the public house stuff, which is overall real good. Uh, real, which, real good. Not surprising because I don't know who's doing their beer program these days, but like they're still pulling in fantastic shit from their beer menu. Oh, 100%. I mean, this was the first time I'd ever seen anything by foam brewers anywhere. I Period. think that I agree with you on that. Yeah. So, foam brewers is a a brewery from Vermont that gets a lot of hype and we that doesn't distribute. But like gets hype for good reason. Absolutely. I mean, 100% s- agree. Similar to like Hill Farmstead. Like yeah. they they don't do much distro, so every time you have them, it's just like damn, this is good. And it's not just because of the rarity, it's because they actually make quality fucking beer. Yeah. So we had a Halo Bender by Foam Brewers. It's a it's a dipper. Does it give me any info on what's actually in No, it's just tasting no. notes. Melon, citrus, and pine. Agree. Um, so to give everybody perspective, this is an average 4.24 with over 3,300 3, check-ins. And I gave it a 4.5. Yeah, both of us gave it a 4.5. It's stupid good. Like, it's stupid good. It's just another reason I need to do a Vermont trip. Like. (laughs) Oh, what? Did you hear him asking to go out? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, buddy, I could either let you out and leave you out, or I can, like, you can stay in. Those are your choices. We're recording, so. Um, well, we, the next we had a, or concurrently, we had, concurrently, we, we had another beer from Lone Pine, which is actually who provide, who will not provided who our second beer of this episode is going to be by. But what we had at this point was the Eldorado DDH OJ. And like, I like OJ to begin with. Like I it, don't particularly. I, I know you. I don't know. hate it, but I don't love it. Like it's not perfect, but like for me at least, what it's doing, I think it does it well. It's too bitter to me, or something but, too bitter, too malty. I'm not really sure exactly what my problem with it is, but it doesn't taste what I like. What like I want it to. That's why I enjoyed the DDH OJ more than the regular OJ because it, it. I agree. It cut some of that bite. Like again with uh, DDH uh, El Dorado OJ, I only gave it a four point two five. Same here. So like, but like, it's I still think that's not still higher than I gave it OJ. Than I gave OJ, it's better. I mean, you're you're fixing some of. You're right. the 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 fact that you're double dry hopping it with El Dorado fixes some of the problems I have with it, but not all of them. Yeah, I mean, it did help to smooth it out, but like. It still wasn't as high. It like we didn't rate it as high as, you know, the Halo Bender. Mm-hmm. Now the Halo Bender was one of the best things we had all night by far. Ah, uh, um, it was the second best thing we had all night. Yeah, but I mean, all right, we're we're just gonna like keep on talking about the shit we had because I know it's not all New England. Because yeah. the best thing we had all night 
was, well, actually, I ended up rating both of these the same, was our second round at um, Public House, where we had our sour round. Yes. And while one of them is Florida, the other one is Maine. Uh, Indeed. But but yeah, the, the Florida one I thought was fucking fantastic, but I am also very partial to Jay Wakefield. Not just because Agreed. Jay Wakefield equal good, but because fucking pretty much everything that Jay Wakefield makes equals good. Oh, and it and interestingly, I don't know if you noticed that this was a, there. So we had the fuck it. We're talking about it a little bit. The Jay Wakefield we had was intramurals, and it's actually a collaboration with Hudson Valley, which if we decided to include New York would mean that it was actually fair game. Um, but it's a Berliner Weiss with mango, clementine, orange blossom, and vanilla. And like, it's exactly as good as you want a Jay Wakefield sour to be. Like they, they do sours better than just about anybody every single Um, flavor comes through yeah it's just outstanding um the other one that we had that was new england from that round was cool ship resurgam from allagash it's a a wild ale that is like i think that one's what a blend of old and new stuff kind of like a like a lambic or something um, yes, it's so if I, I can't remember, I think a cool ship is that like container that's open to the air that they use to collect like wild yeast or whatever in like part of the beer, whatever. I'm shrugging my shoulders because I have no idea. I can't remember. I think it's something along those lines. I don't think I'm far off. Anyway, that was fucking outstanding too. And like, Again, there's something I feel like when you have a sour that doesn't have wild yeast in it, you really need to add something to make it interesting. When you have a beer that uses wild yeast, you don't you can add things and it can be real good, but you don't have to for it to be interesting. And like I mean, I can I can complain about Allagash being you know, most of the stuff that they like can or whatever is generally kind of boring. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to like, it's fine. You know, again, it doesn't, it's not, they usually don't do a lot that excites me, but there like, are another the company that, they, that is like, nothing you do is objectively bad. It's just it, what you do. That's interesting is few and far between. Well, yes. And I mean, depends it, like they're, what they're you do wild. That's interesting is, released limited few and far between <laughs> yeah yes they're like they're they're wilds and stuff like if you are in a store and you are like do i want to buy this allagash is it in a glass bottle and sold by itself if so the answer is probably yes. yes it's probably worth the money um if it's like in a can or like in a four pack or whatever of any kind Nah, I mean it's fine. Like again, Allagash White. I'm not gonna shit all over that. It's a it's a solid white. It's a very drinkable beer. If you if you're out like, you know, someplace where you're not necessarily looking for something super interesting, there it's a great choice. But like, I'm not gonna nerd out about it. I I will nerd out about their wilds 
and we still have some to do as a bonus episode, which, uh, yeah, we got to get on that. Um, the artisanal ales bonus episode. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, we have two two bonus episodes because we also have the, the Allagash one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one might end up just turning into you and I hanging out together and bringing those together and talking about them together. It, except that's going to be a pain in the ass. It's so much easier to record separately. Indeed it is. So... We also, so I think the, is that the last two? Yeah, those are the last two New Englands we had there. Like, these are the last two New Englands we had. So we had an Exhibit A demo tape, which was a DDH Dippa with Nelson hops and wine grape grape juice. That was pretty (sighs) solid. I mean, I like most of Exhibit A's demo tape series that I've actually tried. I haven't tried a whole bunch of them. I mean, okay. Define a whole bunch of them. I think they've released a shitload, but I think I've had maybe like seven, six, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good. It it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that wine grape juice is a good inclusion, but like, again, Trillium makes everyone else look bad because of the dialed in series. Um, but also Nelson has never been a hop. That's been exciting to me. Like it's generally used as a hop that you for in, in instances where you want it to be a much more mild hop character. So the other thing we had that round was a Lawson's finest liquids. And I think it's actually, I have to admit, probably my favorite Lawson's that I've had. Because, like, Sip of Sunshine doesn't excite me that much. I I know it's another one of those that's, like, heady topper where everyone, like, nerded out, like, oh, my God. And it's like, I don't know. By the time I had that, it was kind of like, "Eh, I've had 600 things like this. You know, it's it's hard. Like, I, I know that I come across as both jaded and overly charitable it's really <laughs> weird um but like i guess that happens when you've had literally thousands of beers you, you and me mama you and me <laughs> oh what you saying mother you 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 need to go down and get us a lobster oh yes father i need to go down and get us lobster <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, you you too bad you're not here. We're shitting on your state without you. Uh, but you're still here in spirit. Well, until the old woman with no face who lives in your house ends up taking him away to her dimension. But we're gonna leave that as a story for another time. So let me finish talking about the stupid Lawsons. So the, the style is described as a Czech Pilsner, which I guess is not inaccurate. And like, oddly, Pilsners can be real boring, but also real good. But this was a Pilsner with salt and lime. So it's kind of a take on that, like, Mexican style lager thing, but like, using a Pilsner as your base instead. Which, like, for and- a Pilsner, I thought was like... <laughs> 
more interesting, at least, than most of the Pilsners that I have, because oh, that, that's why yeah. I don't go for Pilsners, is because, like, they're boring as fuck. But, hey, throw some salt and lime in there. Yeah, it's, like, on its way to being a goes, even though it's still a Pilsner, but you could, like, crush it with a bratwurst quesadilla at Oktoberfest? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was solid. But yeah. I, I uh, concur. Quick passing shout out to the other two, which are both New York. So you can both, you can, we can't really talk about Maybe you. one day, New York. Uh, maybe one day you'll be cool enough to be part of New England. Nah. Nah. Fuck those guys. No, seriously, New York. We We do like your beers, so... Don't fuck you. Uh, Grim Psychedelic Gardener was pretty solid, as was Equilibrium Wavelength. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Anyway, so we like it, we we ended up leaving there and we're like, huh. You want to go get you know, another beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. So. We went to, I can't remember if it's like the first place. That we yes. ever went to, or was the second? Because I thought that like Poor House was the first place we went to. Poor House was the first. All place right, we so went then to. like it was the second. So I'm guessing that from Anime Boston, we went to Poor House, got a couple of beers there, went to my car, which was the Crown Vic, parked on the top floor of that garage that's right next to the Heinz, got baked, smoking the holy hand grenade. Um, I, I no, the holy hand grenade you didn't have yet because you bought that when you knew, like after you knew me. Oh, then what the fuck were we smoking at that point? I don't oh, know, some dumb piece. No, it, it was spooky electric. Eh. So that was the dumb piece at that time. But then we went and smoked in my car some like shit weed because we're talking like fucking what 2005. Yep. So, like, the best you could get. I still remember the time that we bought an ounce of, like, seeds and stems. Yeah. <laughs> that that I sucked. Mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly remember, like, the days of, like, it was super exciting when your shit had a name. Yeah. Remember that guy in Framingham where he was in college and we would go by and and that's how we met other people. I remember. Yes. Oh, I remember. I remember. I feel like I'm friends with that dude on Facebook. I might still be. Like I've never unfriended him. So unless he's unfriended me, then I guess I am. Yeah, we're not going to throw out his name. No, but I mean, I haven't. It's like I haven't. That's it's. I'm just sitting here thinking. Like I don't think I've talked to that guy, and I don't know. I feel like I it, ran into well, him over ten years. I feel like I ran into him in a restaurant, like, well, when I was still living with my mom. Yeah, so long time ago, but yeah. not that long ago. <laughs> like it's still it's so funny. Like I'll look at movies that came out in like two thousand nine, twenty ten, and be like. Oh shit! I went and saw that with my mom because I was still living with my mom then. I mean, I lived with my mom for a long time too. 
whatever. Anyway, we went to anyway. Bukowski's and we got beer. Ah, uh, yeah, that was the ultimate thing. Bukowski's. Yeah. Um, hey, any thoughts on what I texted? As sorely, as, as sorely tempted as I am to have a mid-episode smoke break, <sighs> like, I need to... I know, I, you need I, to be I, up early, but, like, we have no Chris. Just give me five minutes. Uh... Plus, you still need to finish your beer one so that we can match up for a beer two. True. All right, welcome back. Here we are for round two. Three, two, one. So this one is tie-dye t-shirt cannon from Lone Pine. Lone Pine. I like you. I want you to be better than you are, though. Yeah. I mean, I like all the stuff that I have from Lone Pine. Like, none of it has been phenomenal, but none of it's been bad either. Yeah. Yeah, the head made me cough. Ha ha. That's what she said. Yes. Yeah, actually, I think I might like this better than the other Lone Pines I've had. Mm. Yeah, this feels like it, it, well, this tastes like much more what they're actually trying to go for. Yeah. I feel like I've had other t-shirt cannon ones. I can't remember any of the others off the top of my head, but when I actually can check it in, I I will try to look. Anyway, um, so let's get into the beer we had at Bukowski's. We got a Citrus Got Real from Springdale, which is a fruited sour. Which, you know, even despite having citrus, was not as sour as you want it to be. No. Great name, though. Yeah. Um, had an Aeronaut Double Citra Galaxy, which is a <coughs> New England Dippa. Um, that was solid. I mean, it wasn't, like, astoundingly mind-blowing or the best thing I've ever had from Aeronaut, but, like, it was solid. Yeah, it was solid. Um, I know that I only gave it a 4.0, but it's also the only thing we've talked about with Aeronaut on here. So Aeronaut, worth drinking. Try them out. Yeah, no, definitely like it. Um, I don't know if they, I, I can't imagine that the board game thing is still going, but they used to be, I think it was, was it Monday nights or something? It was some night that they aren't normally open. They opened for a game night Yeah, and that was a real good time. That was fun times. Uh, like two rooms in a boom is definitely a game that I would play again, but I can't get Only together. Only like a big group. Yeah, like I can't get together the like 16 people that make that fun to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Well, I could get 16 people in a room, I bet. I, I don't think I can get 16 people who want to play a game together in a room. Ding. 
Yeah, that's the problem. Um, and the other New England thing we had at Bukowski, well, actually, no, that was after Bukowski's. We had a uh, Bright Side from Lone Pine, which I think is kind of their standard IPA that they release, like, everywhere. Like, if you're going to find a Lone Pine randomly in some small venue in Portland or something, like, it's going to be that. Yeah, and, um, like, it was... And it's, and it's solid. It's a serviceable IPA. Yeah. Uh, but that means we can't talk about, like, the other things we had. I mean, you can bring them up if you want, but I've already scrolled back to yeah, well, the shit that I need to talk about. We had a Mick Keller that, for some reason, says San Diego, but, like, come on. That was, like, pretty decent. We we had one from the brewery. Well, uh, the brewery Turo. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Was it? Like, Untapped is telling me brewery Turo. Oh. Oh, yeah. Apparently they call themselves that now. I don't know. They used to be just the brewery as far as I I they're just the brewery. Yeah. Goes as a red. Yeah. That was pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Oh, the uh Mikeller was fun with folder sangria. Yeah. And, and, and then like the Rheingeist slangria. It was fine. Was actually decent, yeah. yeah. Rheingeist makes some good stuff. I do like them. Um, I kind of regret not going there when I was in Cincinnati, but I Mad Tree was more of a more important to me because it's not a thing that you can get anywhere else. So, um, so in terms of things that I had without you, I went to Definitive last weekend and I went to uh foundation. So things that I tried at those two places. Batch three hundred is a sour from Definitive that is a commemorative release in celebration of our three hundredth brew. It's a 7.5% sour IPA with tangerine, mango, and passion fruit that tastes like adult fruit juice boxes and crushing goals. No, that sounds like it would be pretty tasty to me. It was. I gave it a 4.5. It was very, very good. Um, Oops. I, I hit the back button too many times. Hold, please. Um, Let's see. I also had at Definitive the Sweet Life Raspberry and Tangerine. That's the so Sweet Life apparently is going to be a sour IPA series. Okay. That I also gave a 4.5. The raspberry and the tangerine both came across really well. They mixed with the hops well. I mean, Definitive's IPAs are great too. So like combine and their so their sours are great, their IPAs are great. Combining the two generally works out real well. Um, the Twilight Juice with Dragon Fruit, Golden Berry, and Orange was solid. I don't think it was my favorite that I've had of the Twilight series, but I certainly wouldn't say no to it. Um, the Particles is I mean, one of their yeah. dippas. Particles is already always good, though. Yes. 
Um, and insufficient funds. Insufficient funds is a triple IPA from them that they did in collaboration with Vitamin C Brewing, Ooh. which I've heard very good things about and have not actually had any of their individual stuff. Oh, you, you've got to try Vitamin C. Vitamin C, like... All right. I'll probably try to go there when I go down and dump stuff off at the office. Yes. I need to reach out to Aku and see if he can put me in touch with the Vitamin C people, because I know he knows them. And they're tasty. Um, although they did, like, uh, they really like fucked up one batch of their beer. Can't remember the name of it, but I know that we were sitting on like three logs of it at uh beat brew hall when I worked there and ended up getting returned. Cause it was bad. That's rough. So this was a triple IPA, a triple dry hopped, triple IPA clocking in at 10.3 ABV. It was hopped with Citra and Citra Cryo, Mosaic, Mosaic Cryo, and Mosaic Incognito, and then Strata. Well, damn. Yeah. That sounds that like was... it'd be delicious. So I, again, usually steer away from triple IPAs. I usually steer away from anything that's over 10% because of the sheer alcohol content, but also like things in that range tend to taste boozy and syrupy and this was neither it did not taste like a 10 percent, and it was fucking awesome like i gave it a 4.5 nice yeah of course it's average as a 4.3 so ah. you know so not um, surprised but also fuck you yes and then I had the Euphoric Nights Strawberry, Banana, and Vanilla, which seriously, again, another one of those strawberry banana smoothie type of deal beers. But the question is, was it more strawberry, more banana, or more balanced? Balanced. Nice. Definitely balanced. Nice. Uh, I gave that a 4.75. I think that that was my favorite. Wow. Yeah, that was my favorite pour of Definitive that day. Wow. Like, hey, folks, like, w I know that we mostly rate our stuff in, like, the four-point range. But, like, a 4.75 from either of us is pretty fucking phenomenal. So, if yes. you find yourself up at Definitive, uh, please have name beer here euphoric nights this was the strawberry banana and vanilla so i don't know that i've felt quite that strongly about every euphoric nights that i've had but like it is a solid solid series that they do and that one in particular was really good um and then the last one i had at definitive was the portals with pomegranate and vanilla um, mm. the portal series, I generally kind of like, I don't think it's quite as good as some of their other series, euphoric nights, uh, late night, those sort of things. Um, solid series. This was not one of the double fruited ones. The double fruited ones elevated quite a bit. Um, the, it's noticeably different because it's clear. Huh. Just to give you an indication. So there's no, there's no like pulpiness to them. 
to, to the, the base portals beers. Um, the pomegranate and vanilla base portals was good. Like again, very drinkable, better than many people's, you know, normal sour. Um, just didn't wow me as much as the other sours I had that day, but you know, definitive really is, really have been the masters lately of saying I can do better with this sour. So having something that's more average is a little bit disappointing when it comes to them. Ah, all right. I get that. I mean, also haven't they been doing more stuff with uh, Mortalis as well? They have also just actually a bunch of people have been doing stuff with Mortalis. Also just kidding. I did have one more from definitive i had definitive gravity palace which is another triple ipa this one an 11 percent, and it's not a collaboration it's citra mosaic and el dorado Hot and again like i get 4.25 not as good as the collaboration still really good still didn't particularly taste boozy or super malty or anything nice so yeah. Um, and then the things that I had at Foundation. So, folks, if you haven't been to this area of Portland, it's kind of right near Westbrook, and it's a kind of industrial park that has Allagash, Definitive, Foundation, Battery Steel, and Austin Street all right next to each other. So... Yeah. 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 It real good. Um went to Foundation, got Bringing the Heat, which is an a New England Dippa that is I believe goes to some kind of charity. Let's see if I can figure out what it is. Figure it uh, out. What is a charity? Hops for Heat fundraising efforts to keep Maine warm home heating assistance program. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, again, not mind blowing, but solid. Um, I've been much more impressed with foundation as of late. The vigor Dippa was good. I didn't think it was quite as good, which was disappointing to me, given that that one was, uh, double dry hopped with Sultana and Amarillo. And granted, I'd never had Sultana before and Amarillo is not one of my top pops, but you know, I still was like, oh, with the, with a name like Sultana, I wanted it to be more, but yeah, it was fine. Um, Top Hops, I, good band name. And then the last two foundations I need to talk about are Raspberry Limeade Jam, which we may end up having at some point, which was good, so I won't go into a lot of detail there. I can't remember if I bought cans of that for us maybe not anyway it's one of the jam series it's good it's a raspberry limeade one it's Mm. pretty much what you want it to be nice now the thing that was really interesting that i had and i didn't rate it super highly because it and i think it was partially because it surprised me so much and it wasn't at all what i expected was pomology cherry Hmm. so it's listed as a sour and Let's see what its description is. 
We added both sour and sweet cherries to a base of golden sour ale and allowed, allowed the beer to ferment in a, a second time in, in age in oak barrels. Pouring a brilliant bright red cherry aromas and flavors are backed with a softness from the oak, finishing tart and crisp. I don't fully agree with that description. I gave it a four. I liked it. I didn't love it, but it all—it wasn't at all what I was expecting. So when somebody says, you know, aged in oak barrels, I expect a little bit of like oak character. Indeed. The difference is my money's on these being charred oak barrels. Uh, yeah. Do you see where I'm going yeah, with this? Yeah. It was, it was not just a straight sour or a fruited oh. sour. It was basically if you took that and made it a Roush beer. I'm I'm sorry. I need to like hijack this for just a moment and and tell the world about the most beautiful thing that I've ever tasted. And I, I think that you might know where I'm going with this, Emily. Um it was the Glen Alanta. Yeah. It was the 19 year aged in like virgin oak casks from the Mark Twain forest in Missouri. And it's just, Oh, it was beautiful. Fuck. I wish I still had a bottle of that, but yeah. Hey kids, when you drink good scotch, good scotch doesn't stick around because God damn is good. Scotch. Good. It sure is. But yeah, I like, so from that, even from that description, would you have been expecting what amounted to a Roush beer? Yeah, pretty much. No, you shouldn't have. It doesn't have charred anywhere oh, in there. Well, I mean. Oak barrels generally do not taste smoky. Oak barrels taste oaky. I, I would figure that they would have done a charring on the inside of the oak no. cask to like. No, no. Generally, you don't. Huh. You've had a lot of stuff that's aged in oak barrels that doesn't taste remotely smoky. Yeah, it's true. Uh, plus, if it's roushy, I'm gonna expect that it's like the barley that's heavily roasted, not. And that's exactly barrel. like yes, and that's the thing is it makes me wonder if they used wrote like the the. So not roasted, because roasted barley is usually, okay, it depends, it, it's fire-roasted barley is how you get Roush beer, because most barley is, a, is, roast, is fired in a kiln, which is why it doesn't taste like smoke. Ah. When you roast it over an open flame, it does. Oh. Well... TJ's going to the bathroom, so I'm going to talk about him extensively. No, actually, he's pretty boring. Let's see. What can I talk about with you folks? Um, yeah, I mean, so for those of you who don't know, um, when beer first became a thing, Kilns didn't exist, which means that all barley was roasted over an open flame, and therefore every beer was a Rausch beer. I Rausch is some German etymology word that 
I assume has something to do with being roasted or smoky or something, but you'd have to look that one up. But also, you didn't have microbiology in the way that it exists today, so you didn't have strictly cultured yeasts, uh, like particular strains of Saccharomyces cerevisiae, or, you know, even a monoculture of some particular like Brettanomyces strain or something that you would normally see today. So every that, that means that they had wild yeast that just sort of inoculated from the air, which means that every beer before a certain point in time was both rauchy and wild huh. slash funky. I love how you come back and just go, huh? Everybody knows you went to the bathroom, by the way. I didn't go to the bathroom. What sort of lies are you spelling about me? I don't know. Yeah. That you're the fucking worst? The weirst. We've established this multiple times in the past. We are the weirst. And now I am leaving Earth for no reason. (laughs) Ah, man. If I ever found myself on a desert island, but for some reason had a working television and only one TV series to be able to watch, it would be Futurama. Hands down. Not even a question. Could could rewatch infinite numbers of times. Infinite. Um... Yeah, And, like, th- uh, there's a number of other things. Like, I feel like uh, Red Dwarf would probably be close for both of us. Uh, yep. Voyager would be, like, towards top for you. I mean, if nothing else, like, it, it's got 173, 176 episodes. Like, that's a lot of material that you have to rewatch. Like, True. But... Futurama is still more rewatchable. I would agree with that. Um, oh, especially if, like, for some reason, this desert island had a DVD player and it was the DVDs of the series, so I could also listen to the audio commentaries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, those audio commentaries are kind of gold, especially, like, the time when John DiMaggio decided to be like, oh, who was he doing an impression? Nobody cares. That that was always one of my favorites. It, it, I can't yes. remember which episode it was, but the, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. You know, you know who else like doesn't care about stuff is our audience caring about your dumb thing that you just did. Yes, indeedly do. Oh, when when John DiMaggio was pretending to be Tracy Morgan's cousin. Oh, yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, that was a that was a golden moment in audio commentary. 
Oh man, I feel like I totally hijacked this into pop culture. We were talking I mean, about beers. Do we have more beers to talk about? No, we don't have more beers to talk about, which means we can move on to pop culture. So folks who only care about beer, I guess you can tune out now. But like, if so, um, what's wrong with you? I think we're awesome. I mean, if you're going to tune out, like, just be sure to, uh, you know, kick us some money on Patreon if you end up liking this. Like, come on, my dad's getting lonely still. Like, follow and share us on on Facebook and and Instagram and, and Twitter and, and OnlyFans. Dude, shut up! You're supposed to. Ew. <laughs> you're supposed to like wait till the end so people have to whatever. Well, you're anyway. telling people to check out, so I'm going to tell them to check things out before they check out. No, don't check. I'm telling them you can check out now if all you care about is beer, but don't check out. We're awesome. I just made TJ watch all of iZombie, although I I didn't make him watch all of it. I just made him watch the first episode, and then he made himself watch the rest of it. Yes, I do still blame you for me watching all of iZombie. As well you should, and I think that, like, again, I, I understand why you feel, like, I, again... I agree that I think to me, they fucked around like very much. A- I think they fucked around in too many seasons instead of like actually doing something that was like greater story centric. And then they sort of fucked up in the last half of their final season, similar to um, Angel, when they found out that it's like, all right, well, we're not getting another season, so fuck it. This is how we kind of wanted to end this. Let's shove it through. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that it felt like they they got a sudden notice that they were getting canceled, and I I think that uh, given how the second half ends, that it doesn't end on like a terrible cliffhanger, lets me know that just the beginning of filming of the final season, they were told this is your final season. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, man. Like that's the thing. I'm not going to argue that iZombie is a great show. I'm not going to argue that. Was it fun to watch, though? Yes. It's fun as fuck. Like, again. It's cheesy as fuck. And, like, so much of it is so predictable. But... I don't think it would be nearly as fun if, like, that... If it weren't. Like, I think that... I I think that the part that is... The part that makes it fun is so for those of you who don't know the premise zombies are a thing that exists it's very (laughs) the science in it is very very bad it's it's hilarious like i love how zombies exist in this universe oh i know if you did this you know euphoric drug plus had a red bull analog at the same time then it made you a zombie you might turn into a zombie Yes. Like, I, I, again, I, if you're going to have bad science, make it fun bad science. Yeah. <laughs> that absolutely qualifies as fun bad science. <laughs> like, that's what I like. They, they, they never took the show that seriously. And I mean, I think that... Like, you know, you were saying, like, oh, it's a CW show. And it's like, yes, but it's a CW show that, unlike other CW shows did not take itself seriously like at all. All right. No. Like again, First if that's seasons, how zombies become a thing, then like you do not take yourself seriously. First two seasons, they were kind of serious. 
Kind of. Kind of. Considering the fact that the main character's name, who is also a zombie, is called Liv Liv Moore. Moore. (laughs) And her boyfriend's name was Major Lily White. Her ex-fiancé's name is Major Lily White. Her on-again, off-again fiancé's name is Major Lily White. Like, Um, there's a... Fillmore Graves? Fillmore Graves. Blaine De Beers. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Again, you. In case you weren't sure that they t- that they didn't take themselves terribly seriously. Oh, and the all of that. and the EP on the show is Matchbox 20's own Rob Thomas, who shows up at the end of season two. <laughs> so, and if you all- want to get smooth, then check out I Zombie on Netflix. Brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, give us money. But like, no, seriously, the the fun part of that show is the fact that, you know, when you eat somebody's brain, you take on part of their personality. Like that was the entire thing that made that show work was the actors having just so much fun being like ha- taking on aspects of different people, like whether it's like a rapper or a dominatrix or whatever. A professional wrestler. Yes. Are you trying to tell me that one of your favorite things about this show was somebody taking on the personalities of somebody else? Mind you, this is like a 5'2", like, size 4 woman saying this. Oh, no, that... Oh, was that major? Yeah. Okay, that was major. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it was fun. But, like, going full, like, 80s, the Hulkster, Rowdy Roddy Piper, fucking, um, uh, who's the Slim Jim guy? Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) Oh, it was so good. Like, there's so many, and the villains in that are really fun. Like, I, like, I, I love Blaine. He's, he's. He's very love hate in the same way that Ducat is, yeah, he, like Gold Ducat he is, is a but, Gold Ducat. Which honestly, like, but, like honestly, he's more care. He's like somehow more likable and charismatic, most like overall, I think, than Gold Ducat. And I think it's mostly because the show is less serious, and that yeah, I think that's that, the only that real difference. Um, I think that like the stakes were too high for you to actually like Give like Gold Ducat at all that much of a pass that you needed to to still love him exactly um like but you had that same mid show moment of like maybe he's gonna turn this around i really want him to turn this around i really like him i want him to turn this around oh god damn it he's just as gross as i thought he was in the beginning and like you're so hopeful for like a couple of seasons Oh, like, I know. Oh, man, he's turning around. He doesn't. <gasps> oh. But, like, Blaine is more gross than you kind of expect him to be. Oh, given, no. like, he, where... he is, like, one of the worst villains in television history in terms of, yeah. like, not he, he's not a well-fleshed-out character. He is a well-fleshed-out character that is just awful. 
Yeah, he's truly awful. And like, but the thing that I like about what they do with Blaine is that they show you how much of a like manipulative, abusive <sighs> asshole dickbag his father is. And it makes a lot <sighs> more sense. Like, because you can overcome that, but like, Blaine's just not strong enough to do oh, that. Oh, not at all. He is very much his father's son in that show. Oh, very much so. And his his, his dad, even like finding religion, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, or creating a yeah. religion, is like just as horrible, even though he like believes in a thing. He, it doesn't make him a better person at all. No. I, but like, in his mind, he's finally being altruistic, but it's just his, his perception of his altruism. It yeah. is is not accurate. Accurate. I mean, and that's but the thing is, this is why I say I think I mean I Blaine is a fun villain to watch. He's entertaining as fuck. I love Don E mostly because he's such a like Donnie is a less clear-cut villain. Like, he's definitely, like, he does undeniably bad shit, but he also does stuff that's like, oh, man, like, you aren't a complete sociopath, though. He's, like, he's a Zoidberg. No, he's less likable than a Zoidberg. Um, oh. But more likable than Zap Brannigan. I don't know. I'm not finding a good, out like, uh meh <laughs> whatever um i also got emily to watch if we're still on pop culture i ended up getting emily to watch the uh film version of cats um fuck you yeah uh the first thing i'll say about it is don't watch it <laughs> the cg is aggressively bad oh, and man. i i hated every part of it also it's my turn to pee now. All right, I'm going to talk Go. for a minute about it then. Um, Go for it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad, and everyone who is in it should feel bad they were in it because it's that fucking bad. And I, I've never seen the stage version of Cats, but it, it's just so aggressively mediocre and uninteresting and there's not an actual story there unless you're Jellico. If you're Jellico, then you're going to fucking love it. But if you're also Jellico, then maybe you're going to be voted to die by Demon Cat? Uh, I, I don't know. Whoever the fuck Idris Elba was. Ugh, man. I enjoy like offbeat musicals, but like that was fucking awful I don't even know how much this is going to be able to be used because I can hear myself echoing through Emily's headphones into the, her microphone so I take it you burned yourself out on talking about cats? Oh, no. I was talking about it, and then I kept on hearing myself echo 
into your microphone from your headphones. So I just went. (laughs) Okay, note to self. Next time, put the fucking headphones down on the couch instead of on my microphone stand, apparently. Oh, I hope this gets used. It'll be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, though? Is it really? Charlie! <laughs> oh, God. Starfish, Starfish loves you! Loves you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do forever. Uh, all right. I'm guessing on that bombshell, because, like, my beer is almost done, that we should be wrapping it up sometime soon. We, we got in pop culture talk. Um, Cedar screw it. Our judgment is fucking screw watching uh, cats before the end of the month. But do watch Drop Dead Gorgeous. I yes, don't definitely watch Drop Dead Gorgeous. I didn't even know that existed until you brought it up. And like, it makes me upset that I didn't know it existed because it came out when I was in high school and absolutely feels like the kind of thing that high school me would have really enjoyed. Uh, like came, dark dark comedy works for me. Came out a year before fucking uh, Jawbreaker, which I still haven't seen. Oh, well, now that you've finally seen Heather's, you can see Jawbreaker. I would have burped into the mic, but it was a weak little burp. Aww, weak little burp. Weak little burp. Oh, I finally had a cocktail with that like empress gin that i keep seeing on people's facebook feeds and shit yeah, it's pretty i saw your picture how did it taste it tasted great nice. um i like that was Brought a to you fairly simple empress gin it was a fairly simple cocktail that had empress gin which for those of you who don't know is purple um and also i don't know some citrusy bullshit. I can't remember what the hell it was. It was. It was. It was good. I like. I again. I'm. I have no complaint. I think it was a solid drink. Would absolutely order it again. The second one I had, I think, was slightly better. Um, it was a different type of gin. With a. What was that? Your egg white, olive oil, um, yuzu, and a, an absinthe rinse. Yeah, it's exactly what you and like and just it's like so. Jess tried it and she was like, "Oh, I taste coconut," and I'm like, "There's no coconut in this, but I can understand why the combination of mm-hmm. all those ingredients can give you some vague semblance of mm-hmm. coconut flavor." Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, dear listener, you cannot see video of this, but after the description of that beverage, my mouth was left agape because that just sounded phenomenal oh yeah like i'm guessing that the olive oil is in there to round out the flavor somehow and i don't know how they put it in there because like there's no oil droplets like it must be just like a tiny touch of it it all depends on their egg whites yeah I, and I like that was the thing is, you know, it was like, I, I, my, my guess is that when you have 
a co- like a bar that serves cocktails with egg whites in it, you have a you use those like pre-pasteurized like separated egg whites that come in a container because if nothing Would else my guess. you're removing you're removing the 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 risk of using raw eggs. Yes. So th- I and it's also cheaper than not like and faster. Yes. So like yeah, that's what they're doing. Like yeah. And, and you don't run the risk of like you know veiny egg bits. Salmonella. Your beverage. Oh. I was just eggshells. Yeah. Other crap that you don't want in your beverage, in your beverage. But salmonella is definitely a thing I don't want in my beverage either, so. Oh, hey, I know Sal, Salmonella. <laughs> oh, man, do you ever watch, his, like, Salmonella on YouTube? Did you ever get into his shit? No. He doesn't post anymore, really, but, like, because he, like, I think he was in college and just ran out of time, basically, but, like... God damn, that channel is funny. I'm going to send you a link. Thanks. He's another one of those guys who teach like he teaches you things, but in like an extremely funny way. No, the weird fucking YouTube thing that I've been watching recently has been uh, analog horror, which is just such like I- I'm I am a big horror fan in general, and. It's a genre of horror that I didn't realize was until I did. But I love that, like, creepy unsettling that you have to actually, like, work your mind to try and figure out what's going on, or rather the absence of knowing what's going on makes it more creepy. Fun times. Also, have you, TJ, have you checked out uh, Nat's What I Reckon? The the, the Australian guy who's kind of like metal or punk or whatever with like the long hair who swears a lot and has a bunch of tattoos and like does cooking videos mostly at this point? Yes. That guy's rad as fuck. Watch his shit. It's real good. I mean, honestly, he's clearly very good and skilled like he's definitely worked in a kitchen before but like oh he's man just not just a kitchen so much fun like, he's definitely worked scratch kitchen because like i've worked at plenty of different restaurants and bars over the years and there's a big difference between your <sighs> olive line cook uh, like olive garden let's just toss a frozen bag into some boiling water and then cut it open and pour it out. Um, yeah. He was taught how to chop vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do it right, you never forget. Trick is, yeah, but he's... have a sharp knife. Never use a dull knife. Yep. I mean... Sharpen your knives frequently. Yes. Even if you just use one of the home deals, just do it all the time. Yes. But like, I love, I, I, I love his shit. Like his, his recipes are good. He's fun. He's entertaining. And like the thing I definitely don't re- recommend is watching his Ted talk. 
you don't recommend watching his TED talk? Correct. Good to know. He does not handle himself nearly as well on a stage as he does at home. Well, at least a stage in that capacity. Like, I... I understand how he feels. Like, I have a lot of confidence in certain situations and not others, and I would probably be considerably less confident on a TED Talk stage. Because it would be like, why the fuck does anyone want to listen to me? Well, the the trick is, just imagine everyone at home naked. No. That can make it worse, depending on the situation, as proven by the IT crowd. Ah. Oh, Jeffrey. Wrong show, but still British. I know. That was coupling. But, yeah. All right. I think think it's... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you're going to quote the wrong fucking show, I'm going to quote the right fucking show. I like being weird. Weird's all I've got. That in my sweet style. Yeah. I mean... Now, now you can end it if you want. That there's nothing wrong with my sweet style. I got awesome hats. Fuck, hats were ruined. Um, I got awesome blazers. Uh, fuck, blazers are ruined too. I got awesome swords. Fuck, those are ruined too. <laughs> am, am I a proud boy and didn't realize it? No, not I mean, that's all. not that's not all. Ju- that's not just proud boy stuff. That's also like neck beard stuff and like child molester stuff. And no, it's not really child molester stuff. It's like awkward, <sighs> geeky dude who like is real bad with women, which like you kind of are. So I mean, I am the archetype for a neck beard. I'm I'm not a neck beard. Dear fucking fuck. I'm because, not a neck well, beard. <laughs> he's not I mean, technically speaking, you're a neck beard because you have a beard on your neck, but you also have a beard down like to your belly button, so of course you have a beard on your neck. But also, like the thing is is that neck beards like the modern definition of neck beard is not simply a look or what have you, but it's also definitely associated with a particular mental state where a guy like both feels unworthy of women, but also looks down upon them and, 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 or feels, uh, animosity towards them. So, Hey, 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 on the bright side, at least I'm not proto incel. Yeah, I mean, I'm. If you ever start calling me milady, we're 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 gonna need a break. Um, let me just pull out a fedora, and then I can tip it to you while I call you milady. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you. Call me when you get your shit together and stop being a fucking weird creep. This has been the last episode. Of New England beer reviews because I'm um horrible. 
Yes. Also, if I have to keep doing this absolutely by myself, it will not be as entertaining, but I will fucking do it. Fuck you. Uh. I don't need any people with penises. Fuck off. I mean, uh, I was going to say a thing, then realized I shouldn't. I don't know what you were going to say, but I'm going to hazard a guess that you're probably right that you shouldn't say it. Yes. But yes, let's likely wrap it up. Um, <laughs> just just remind me about penises later. <laughs> oh, that will not be difficult to do. I almost said that won't be hard to do, but, but realize ch- that I would. Yeah, exactly. Uh, alrighty. Um, so. Thank you, kind and gentle listener, for kindly and gently listening to us. Folks, I'm making a gross, grossed out yeah, face by no, that I, that voice. I, I, I had no idea where to go with that. But, um... You're real bad. You're fired. That's it. I'm, I'm inviting Wash back in, and he's going to do the podcast with me now. Here we are. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Don't need more. Ew. <laughs> Alright, well, I've been with Emily Schick. I've been with TJ Davis, and I'm the biggest idiot ever. That is, like, spot-on impression, because I am Dante Hicks. <laughs> You brave gay man. <laughs> you you brave man. You you brave gay man. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's terrible. We say um, again, folks, watch Clerks the Cartoon. If you're a Gen Zer, you might have some issues with it. If you're like a millennial or older, you're you you should well. If you're a millennial or a Gen Xer, you should find it funny. Are you aware of um, Kevin Smith? I actually watched uh, fucking Silent But Deadly last night. I was laughing out loud at it, but I was always a fan of his, like, uh, what were they called? They were, like, three hours long. Um, I don't know. Smodcasts? No, not his podcast days, but... um, Oh, an evening with Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, I never watched any of those. Like, they were funny. And, and like, I love how he just loves to fucking talk. Yeah. Like, he is a entertaining orator. You're... I was gonna say you're an entertaining orator, like, but you. A, not funny enough, and B, eh. Oh... You, 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 you build me up, then you tear me down. This is why you still got me around. <laughs> Alright, we've been trying to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up, goddammit! Um, See, we go, off more th- we go off the rails more without Chris yeah, here. He's it, kind of a stabilizing influence. It's definitely a good thing to have Chris here. Because then we're less weird. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, 
we're 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 on our own. We're just a couple of weirdos. So, yeah, yeah. Chris, join us again, please. We beg. Oh, oh, we beg. Okay, now you're just sad. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. We've been New England beer reviews. Ooh, just like that time at the movies. Movie theater, but yeah. Um, Woo! It's used to it! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out, hopefully, on Instagram. Uh, please give us money on Patreon. Uh, New England Beer Reviews. Uh, buy us beer, goddammit. Yeah, buy us beer if you like us talking about beer. We'll talk about more beer. We'll still talk about beer. I mean... If I see you out, I'll buy you a fucking beer. Yeah, if you see me out, buy me a fucking beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> I'm the nice one. Find me. Uh, one of us always tells the truth and one of us always lies. The option for you is to choose which is which. I- Everybody knows which one's the right option. I will see you safely through. Yeah. The cake is a lie. The the cake is a lie. Alright. Alright. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've been Emily Schick. And I've been TJ Davis. I feel like we already pulled this joke. So hello and good night! Um, oh. oh no no! Let's keep the uh, spirit of Chris. Uh, three, two, one. His closing line. Oh, do you actually know it now, uh, or are you just gonna say it wrong again? I think I do, but I might say it no, wrong you- again. But we're gonna count down after one. <laughs> not not after a go, but like just yeah. say it. Three, two. One, two, two little fuckers. fuckers. Oh, I thought it was fuckers. It doesn't matter. Both are work, but you're getting you're you you've got it. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm.